Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Here we are entering a new year, Colin. Do you find that this is a significant time of year? Well, for all of us, um, you know, the new year speaks of new things, new promises, new hope, new direction. Of course, as far as God is concerned, just one day follows another. Um, I don't think a new year has any particular significance as far as God is concerned, especially as different people keep different times of the year as their new year. So um, I, I don't see any spiritual significance in that sense. But I think for all of us in the way we think and our sort of emotional uh, approach, if you like, to the course of our lives is to say, okay, we're well, here is a new year. Let's believe for new things. May it be better than last year, especially with the weather. So what's your focus going to be in this first part of the new year? Well, every new year, every day, every week, the focus has to be on Jesus. And I think what we need to do during this first week of, of this year is to put our focus on who Jesus is. So we're going to have a look at five statements that Jesus makes about himself from the Gospel of John. Uh, five I am sayings because these are very emphatic in the um, original Greek um, text. Um, there's um, the verb imi, which means I am, and the pronoun ego, I. So normally you would just use the, the verb I, me, I am, but in these statements, the, both the pronoun and the verb, which includes a pronoun, uh, is used. So it's sort of I, I am. It's a very, very emphatic statement, which doesn't really come across in most of our English translations. Let me tell you, in the translation I'm doing at the New Testament moment, it does come across very emphatically. We look forward to that. <laughs> I am the bread of life. Now, what did Jesus want us to understand from this then? Well, let's look at the context because uh, all these statements have a context and although they are statements about who Jesus always is, the context helps us to understand why he made these statements. Um, Jesus had gone across the Sea of Galilee uh, he had, while he was there, fed the 5,000. He'd um, sent the disciples on ahead to go back to the Capernaum side of, of the lake, uh, and he himself had gone up the mountain to pray. Um, the, uh, so the the boat that the disciples were in was sort of midway in the, in the lake and the storm was brewing. It was getting rough. Jesus comes to them walking on the water uh, and then uh, he is taken into the boat and they reach the other side. The crowd discover that Jesus has gone um, the following morning, so they go racing around. Well, they get into the boats and go across the lake and others would have gone around on the shore. And they come looking for Jesus. And a very interesting 
sort of dialogue opens up here with, with Jesus. Uh, and he says, this is in John chapter 6, verse 26, I tell you the truth, you are looking for me not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Uh, in other words, you know, he, he fed them, he gave them everything they need, needed, um, instead of sending them away hungry, they had all the, the loaves and the fish. Uh, and so he then says, do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life. So Jesus is now using this context of having been fed uh, to talk about spiritual food rather than natural food. And he says this food that endures for eternal life, that results in you possessing eternal life, uh, is, is given you by the Son of Man. Now, when Jesus talked about himself in this gospel, he referred to himself as the Son of Man. Uh, and then he says, on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. So then he is asked by someone in the crowd, what must we do to do the works God requires? And Jesus said, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent, to believe in me. Now, this is the work of God to which we're all called. At the beginning of this new year, we are dedicating ourselves afresh to do the work of God. What is the work of God? To believe who he is and therefore to believe what he says and therefore to believe that we are able to do what he tells us to do. So then they ask him, what miraculous sign then will you give that we may see it and believe? What will you do? Our forefathers ate this manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Now this is, this is cheek of the highest order. Because what, um, what is really being suggested is this. Okay, you did that wonderful miracle yesterday when you uh, fed all those thousands of people with that little boy's picnic. But when we were as a nation in the wilderness, God fed us with manna every day for 40 years. So what are you going to do about so that? So how are you going to match that, you see? <laughs> Uh, I mean, what cheek? You know, it's as, it's as if to say, well, if you're really God, come on then, do another miracle today. Feed us today. But that's human nature, isn't uh, it? This, they want an easy meal ticket, you see, and Jesus knows that. That's why they're really uh, seeking after him. So Jesus says to them, I tell you the truth, uh, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. So Jesus is still talking at this spiritual level. Now you find this all the way through the gospel that the people are often, even the, even the disciples, think at a practical, natural level. And Jesus is all the time thinking and speaking at a spiritual level. And of course, what he's training his disciples to do is to have a spiritual attitude and outlook towards all the circumstances of their lives. It takes them some considerable time to actually get to that place. So Jesus said, my father gives you the true bread from heaven. Now, He's, he, he's, he's um, taking up their point, you see, about the manna, because the manna was given from heaven, but it was only a, a natural bread that if it wasn't collected that day, would rot, and if they collected too much, it would rot. So he's now contrasting the manna with the true bread that God is now giving from heaven. And he says, for the bread of God 
is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So he's saying the true bread that God gives is a person. Not just manna in the wilderness, not just the feeding of a multitude with a boy's picnic, but the man that he sends from heaven. And that one that he sends is the bread that will give life to the world. So, in other words, the people who partake of this bread that comes down from heaven will possess God's life, eternal life. Now, you know, some people uh, try to equate this passage with um, the Last Supper because in John's Gospel, although there's a long um, description of what Jesus said at the Last Supper, there is no mention of him taking the bread and the wine and saying, this is my body, this is my blood. But actually, if you look at the context, you see that Jesus is not talking about the Last Supper at all. He's talking about God's provision of life, that the way you receive the life that God wants to give is through the one that he has sent from heaven. So then the people say, Sir, from now on, give us this bread. And then Jesus makes this statement. I. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never grow hungry, meaning will never go hungry spiritually. He who, and, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty, meaning spiritually. He's not talking at the natural level. He's not saying you'll never get hungry for natural food, uh, and you'll never need another drink. He's not saying that. He's saying, he who comes to me and partakes of the life that I have come to give will never go hungry spiritually and will never be thirsty spiritually. But then Jesus continues, but as I told you, you have seen me and still you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. He's saying this, you see, because he, as a person, is the bread that has come down from heaven. At this, the Jews began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They found this very difficult to accept, but this is the truth. He who feeds on what Jesus says and believes who he is receives his life. We can feed on him day by day by feeding on his word. You've been listening to Faith for Today presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 